0: Hey there. Before we begin the episode, I wanted to quickly introduce you to the Art Is podcast's new partner, Artmo. Artmo is a community-centered marketplace where any artist can sell their work and any art lover can buy art commission-free. What's really cool about Artmo is it's the first platform of its kind that lets you sell both physical art and NFTs in one place. They're bridging the traditional art world and the Web3 universe, and I'm super excited about it. The best part? You can turn any of your physical or digital artworks into an NFT on their platform, adding provenance, security, and authentication to your piece. NFTs can be a bit tricky to understand and create. But thanks to Artmo's dedicated team, it's become so much easier. And that's not all. Artmo is not just a marketplace, but also a media platform, where creatives can connect, network, and join open forums and discussion groups. It's a great place to engage with fellow artists and art enthusiasts. Also, it's totally free for artists to sign up, and there's no long application process or gatekeeping involved. So what are you waiting for? Join the Artmo community now and head over to Artmo's website to sign up and start sharing and selling your work. Go to artmo.com, A-R-T-M-O dot or check out the show notes of this episode to learn more. This is Art Is, a podcast for artists where we brainstorm the future of the art world and the creative industries.
1: Welcome to the Unlocking Wealth Workshop, Transform Your Relationship with Money as a Creative. So I'm just going to introduce myself for, for some of you that don't know. I'm Lauren Hill. I am a career coach for creatives, and I help creatives align with their purpose and make more money doing work they love. Among other things, I'm also an artist. So I've been coaching now for about four years, and I have over 14 years experience in the fine art and publishing industries with over $17 million in sales of art, furniture, and books. And this is a picture of me and Kim Kardashian. I always love showing this picture because I got to meet her at one of the Toshin uh, events at the the bookstore, Toshin in Beverly Hills. And I sold her that $3,000 uh, Kim Kardashian and Naomi Campbell book that's also in the picture. Uh, so that is those are just some fun images from my past. And I currently am teaching a variety of workshops and I coach individuals one-on-one who feel stuck and need help on a business or want to make a career change and are seeking more clarity, direction, and confidence in their life. So these are just some pictures of the different workshops I posted. And, um, and classes that I do. So welcome, welcome. If you can just drop your social media handles, um, your name, maybe where you're located into the chat, like what you do, I think it's great to network. And so this is a great way to meet each other. And I'll be definitely sending out uh, an email afterward, including everyone's um, information so that we can all connect with each other. So today, today I'm going to show you how my three big principles to unblock financial flow and state plugs into wealth, transform your relationship with money, easy check-in questions, and my special bonus, which is my one-on-one live coaching. I love this because we get to anyone who wants to come on and bring any obstacles or challenges that they're currently facing in their business. We can coach on it together live and create a solution and an action plan. And, uh, and then usually, you know, some, sometimes other people are struggling with the same thing. So it's a nice way to hear what other people are struggling with and apply it to your own life. All right, so go ahead and get comfortable and let's get started. So in our quest for wealth and abundance, we often focus solely on the external, overlooking the profound influence that our inner world and our mindset can have on the flow of financial prosperity. And as the rate of inflation continues to rise and wages and salaries relatively stay static, you know, all the gas prices and the food, everything's so expensive right now, I find that it's important to find new ways to have money flow to you. So whether you're trying to create financial freedom for the first time or maintain and grow the freedom that you already have, embracing a new perspective and adopting specific principles will help you cultivate that healthy money mindset. So staying plugged into wealth and abundance may seem complicated, right? Like sometimes it feels just like so overwhelming and frustrating. But it's actually quite simple when you break it down into these three main principles. So, the three main principles connecting with the present moment and doing an inventory of limiting thoughts, shifting to the mindset that money can come from anywhere, and then getting out of self and into service. So, giving value and giving and being in service. So before we really dive into, I first want to share uh, some words of wisdom, and the first being that the number in your bank account does not reflect your inherent worth. I think this is one that is really important to recognize. Because the real truth is that we're all at different points on our journey and shaming yourself for where you're at is just not helpful. I'm actually currently making less money than I did in my corporate job three years ago. And part of me feels a lot of shame around that. Like, why am I not making more money, especially because my living expenses are more like I moved into my own one bedroom apartment and it's more expensive than where I used to live. And there's all these other negative thoughts that come up like, oh, they were paying for my car and like my 401k and all of this stuff. But like, it's not helpful to shame myself about that, right? Like, it's just seriously not helpful to shame yourself because I'm at a completely different place than where I was at three years ago. And I have different desires. I have different goals. Plus running a business is way different than a corporate job. And in my experience, there is such a thing called divine timing, and we're just not in charge of that. So what we are in charge of is our perceptions and our reactions or our reactions to the experiences and the circumstances that, you, to this experiences and the circumstances that we experience. So, you know, although having this awareness and You know of our perceptions takes a lot of practice so as hard as it may seem there can be peace and sufficiency found even when the external things that you desire are taking longer than expected and another piece of advice is it's not helpful to compare yourself to others right we always hear hear this like compare and despair um so So often, uh, you know, we compare ourselves, like our beginner selves to some of the top people in the industry that we look up to. So like, that's like a college film student comparing himself to, you know, George Lucas's Star Wars when really it's like George Lucas had so many other films and probably some really shitty films, you know, (laughs) when he was younger and that we don't even know about in order to get him to the place of where he is now. So that college film student, like that's not helpful to compare himself to uh, that top person in his industry. So who, like I'm interested to see maybe if there's someone that pops up in your brain of who you might have compared yourself to or who you compare yourself to sometimes. Like I, if you wanna drop it in the chat too, I tend to look at my favorite sales and master coach, sales expert and master coach, Stacy Bayman, who's saying, I know you know who Stacy is, who's currently at $33 million in her business. And we're just not at the same place. You know, she's, she's at a completely different place in her career and with her business and And me comparing myself to where she's at now, it's great to look up to her, but it's just not helpful to like, be like, oh, I should be like that. Right. So yeah, Stacey Bayman, Beyonce. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. So instead of comparing yourself to others, I think it's more important to take a look back at your younger self and evaluate where you are now compared to where you were then. And like I was mentioning earlier, sometimes our values and our goals change. So different points in our lives, whether we're in like a pivot point or a more experimental phase, the money isn't always flowing in as abundantly as we'd like. Not to mention being human is freaking hard. Uh, It's hard, it's difficult. And although I think it's important to be grounded in reality right like have measurable goals i also think it's important to be a risk taker and follow your heart and i've just noticed this you know people's fixation on like the 10 to 20k months or like the making 100 to 200k annually in their business but sometimes it takes years and even decades for some small business owners to get to that point and and sustain it right And I know a lot of business owners that give up even before they get close. So I think a better question to ask yourself or a good question to ask yourself is like, why do you want to be making X amount of money, right? Like, why do you want to make X amount of money? How is it going to make you feel? Thinking about that. And then if you think if, and if the answer is like, okay, I think X amount of money is going to make me happy. Like, that's your answer? Well, guess what? It's not actually the money that is going to make you happy, right? Happiness is actually found in this present moment. It's found in the present moment. So, you know, I've actually heard stories. It's like thinking about that, oh, once I have that one thing, then I'll feel blank, right? I've heard stories about people making their first million and they actually feel disappointed because they have this huge expectation that once they make a million dollars, that they're going to feel different. Like that kind of like I have arrived feeling, which just isn't the case sometimes. And so rather than focusing on the monetary goals, I really like focusing on the feeling goals. So how do you want to feel? Focusing on that feeling. So if you expect that thing is going to create that feeling, like asking yourself, what is that feeling? So shifting the focus from shifting the focus from the 10 to 20 K months or the 2000 followers on Instagram or like, you know, whatever that external goal is focus on the feeling that you imagine those external goals to bring you. So for example, say that your goal is to have like 10 to 20K or like a 10K consistent month or to grow your Instagram by 5,000 followers. I'm just going to mute a couple of people that have joined. Welcome. So go ahead and drop in the chat one or two of the external goals that you have. Maybe it's like five, sell five paintings a month or Create 30 new clients in a year, like drop one of the goals that you have in the chat. And now just imagine having created that thing. Like how would that make you feel? So would it make you feel a sense of safety? Like would you help you feel safe, secure? Maybe like you're making an impact Yeah. Paying off debt. That would make me feel secure. Yes. Maybe it's, you know, a fulfilled feeling. Maybe you want to feel fulfilled. Maybe when you think you, you have, when you create that thing that you're going to feel fulfilled or even just like excited to wake up in the morning, right? Like maybe when you, you think of achieving that goal, like that's going to make you feel excited to, to wake up in the morning. Yeah. Feeling confident independent, validated. Yes. Yes. Validated is a good one too. <laughs> yeah. So whatever that feeling is, that's what we're truly after. That's what we truly desire. So we think it's the external thing but really it's like that feeling, which is, it's such a trick to our minds. And really we have access to this desired state right now like right in this moment like i'm like just thinking about the work that i do and like being here with you guys like i'm accessing my desired state right now and the great news is is that like when you align with your authentic desired feeling you enter a flow state which means that you're aligning yourself with sufficiency and the abundance of the universe. Which brings me to the first of my big three principles to unblock financial flow and say it plugged into wealth, which is connecting with the present moment and doing an inventory of living thoughts. So this first principle emphasizes the importance of slowing down, connecting with the present moment, and processing any negative emotion that may arise. So in our fast-paced society, it's easy to get caught up in all the chaotic thoughts and anxieties around money. You hear about it all the time from everyone, right? And however, by taking time to pause and release what isn't serving you, you can be more fully present and access your inner wisdom. And in order to access that inner wisdom, it's important to take inventory of what those limiting beliefs, limiting thoughts that may be holding us back and creating the fear and the feeling of that fight or flight feeling in our nervous system. So here are some examples of the most common limiting beliefs that limiting thoughts around money that I see pop up in my clients and that I've experienced myself. Money is running out. There's only one way for money to come to me. This one's, like, I noticed this one because I used to have a corporate job and I was used to getting a regular paycheck. And I was like, oh, there's only one way for money to flow to me. Well, actually, there's so many ways for money to flow through you, to you. I'm never going to be able to figure this money thing out. Add some of your money limiting thoughts to the chat that might be popping up right now another one is like what if this is a fluke i'm gonna mess it all up i don't deserve to get ahead if i make more money people will be jealous people are gonna hate me if i make more money i don't deserve it yep I'm not capable of making enough money to survive. What I enjoy doing most is too difficult to make sustainable living. Yep, yeah. So just to be able to recognize that these are thoughts, like these are just thoughts floating around. Their their beliefs, their thoughts, and we have access to seeing them, especially you know when you do this work regularly. And you even write it down. I think it's important to like get out some paper and write them down or type it, you know, type out your thoughts, whatever it works for you. But doing this regularly where you're getting it out of your brain onto paper or even saying it out loud to someone, you know, sometimes I even need to cry it out. Like the thoughts are so, so intense. Writing it down, crying it out, like releasing it out of your brain and your body is is so helpful and it helps you see the exact thoughts that are holding you back too. So that you can have more awareness around those thoughts that are running the show. So when you write them down, you acknowledge them and you begin to catch and notice them more often. So um yeah, so it's like when I've gone to when I've wanted to go do something that's gonna create money, and then I think, well, like okay, what are the people gonna think of me if I make more money? Then it holds me back from doing that thing, right? So next you want to offer these thoughts, like writing them down or crying them out or whatever. You like, This next step is really offering them to the unlimited universe. So imagining them disappearing, letting them go out of your body, out of your brain to the infinite. Which brings me to the next principle, shifting to the mindset that money can come from anywhere. So this second principle invites you to expand your mindset and embrace the idea that money can flow to you from unexpected places and beyond imaginable ways. Yes, please. I'm ready for you. (laughs) So as you offer and release those limiting thoughts to the infinite, you open yourself up to the infinite the infinite. And you start to tap into that infinite potential. So you can even list out ways that you've created abundance in in your life, like gifts or other free valuable things or actual money that you've created in your life. So I did a little list to check in with this. I made like $700 from Pet sitting. I started teaching art classes at a youth homeless shelter and in rehabs in Venice and Santa Monica. I started making money doing that, which is so rewarding. I got asked by um, a previous artist that I used to work with who Kate knows, Giuseppe Palumbo, to uh, work the LA art show randomly earlier this year. He called me up and was like, hey, are you interested in working this art show and helping me sell some art? I made $2,000 by doing that. You know, um, share in the chat any ways that you can think of recently or in the past year where you've you've created money, not your normal, typical way. Um, Go ahead and drop that in the chat. I've also, you know, thinking about this, you wanna think about gifts as well. Like uh, recently, my friend was like hey i have all these dresses that don't fit me she had a baby and they don't fit her there was a thousand dollars worth of dresses with tags that she gave me you know i got free botox because which has it's already gone so don't (laughs) i know the zoom is like nice with the the beautiful uh blurring effects but the botox that i got like six months ago was free it was like six hundred dollars and it was free because they needed uh, a friend worked for this company and they needed models like how cool is that you know i got two beautiful chairs for my living room for free helping friends build their website for their business yes so thinking of different ways that money all the infinite ways that money can flow to you this really reminds reminds your brain of the vast amount of ways that money can flow, especially with the path of least resistance because sometimes those limiting beliefs, we have a lot of resistance for the things that we, you know, maybe it's in our business. Um, Maybe uh, it's our art form that we just have these limiting beliefs that we're still working through. And so opening up all the channels, how money can come to you, in other ways, the path of least resistance, right? Because that other path might be kind of resistant for you now, opening yourself up to the other paths. And as you tap into this mindset, you begin to attract the other opportunities and all the synchronicities too. And um, just to give you an example, I... I had such a beautiful leisurely day. Like the other last week I went to meet up. It was my day off. I went up to meet up with my cousin downtown. We had lunch. I, I went to the park. I read under this tree. I was just like feeling so luxurious. I came home. I I did all this meal prepping. And while I was meal prepping, I was thinking about this workshop. And I was like, this workshop is going to be lit. Like, I'm so excited to teach and share these principles because, and I was thinking about the one, this exact principle of like, it's so cool that I've recognized that money can come from the infinite ways, you just unexpected ways. Like, it's so true. And I kid you not, at that exact se- second, I got a text message from my friend who is the founder of this uh, the Vic James Center, which is this nonprofit that I work for, that I teach art classes to. And she was like, hey, one of the instructors um, is is not doing well. Can you fill in for some classes? That was an extra $400 that I just made for two weeks. I was like, this shit is crazy. Like, it is real. I swear to God. And it's it's the energy. It's not just the thought right? It's the energy that goes along with it. So embracing that mindset. uh, Also like cultivating the gratitude that you have, the money and the abundance, the feelings for the moment right now that you already have, um, that will really create that feeling of wealth and attract it into your life. All right. So number three, Another way to really tap into this state of abundance and reaffirm the incredible amount of gifts and value that you have to share with the world right now. So bringing, this is really the the third and final principle is giving value and being of service. So when you can shift your mindset or shift your focus from your own misfortune, that kind of self-pity the, you know, woe is me kind of mindset and and shift into the mindset of contribution, you open yourself up to new opportunities and you elevate your sense of purpose. So when you're helping or giving to others, you don't have time or energy to focus on your own sorrows, especially in an overindulgent kind of way. So this will regularly help you shift your mindset out of that victim mode and into creative problem solving and more of a curiosity mode. And a quick way to do this is just simply ask yourself, how can I be of service to, to humanity or my fellow human beings? And then go do that thing. Simple, right? <laughs> uh, but if you're still having trouble figuring out how to be of service and give the value, you can list out your expertise. So what are you good at? What are some positive traits that you have? What are your skills? What are your passions, your talents? And then list out ways that you can share those things with the world. I'm a good listener. So maybe it's like calling a friend and seeing how they're doing like being of service to just listen. That doesn't take much energy. You know, I'm I'm a talented artist and poet, so maybe it's just like sitting down to create some art to share with the world. That that definitely gets me feeling in flow and out of self-pity. I have real life experience dealing with alcoholism and addiction. I've been sober for over 9 years now, so Maybe it's reaching out to a fellow alcoholic who's struggling or being of service at an AA meeting. Like that's a really great way for me to get out of self-pity and into service. So go ahead and drop in the chat, maybe there's you know something that's coming up for you right now what around your gifts and like how you can share that and be of service with other people, things that you do that really help you get out of self and into service. You know, I also have a cute apartment and I've been hosting more game nights and movie nights. And I've also volunteered at the Venice Chamber. I start I joined the Venice Chamber of Commerce and I started volunteering because I still have a little bit of social anxiety and like putting myself to work, giving myself a job actually is helpful for my anxiety. So these principles or this principle really encourages you to share your unique gifts and your talents. And <clears throat> and, and just whether it's through your work, your relationships, our community involvement, uh, when you provide value and genuinely seek to help others, you become a magnet for other incredible opportunities that really are beyond your wildest dreams, you know, other synchronicities show up and and opportunities, and it is truly magic. So just to recap the three big principles: slowing down and connecting with the present moment to release your limiting beliefs and let go of scarcity thinking. Here, I'm just gonna actually read these chats really quick. I like doing free senior. Which, photography for underserved teenagers, especially since senior photos are not my normal. That's so great. I love that. I can offer my consulting services to other small artists and other small businesses by helping them with ideas to make money and share their message. That's so, so beautiful. Love this. So yes, so one, slowing down and connecting with the present moment to release your limiting beliefs and life of scarcity thinking, shifting your mindset to the infinite, right? Opening your mind up to the enormous amounts of possibilities for money to flow to you. And then lastly, being of service. by see really by seeing the value that you have to give and, sh- and go out and share it with the world. So if you consistently utilize these three principles, I promise you there will be a huge shift in your life and the universe will surprise you with its abundant offerings. Just like that story I told you about me the other day, I was like, this is literally what I'm teaching. (laughs) I've seen these three principles work in my own life and with my clients. And this is the exact framework that I use in my one-on-one coaching. So I guarantee it will help unlock a deeper connection with wealth and abundance. If you embrace these principles with an open heart, you can expect to witness your relationship with money transform, bringing you greater wealth and financial freedom. All right, let's see, we have a mute, new participants. So now we're on to my... My first bonus, which is the transform your relationship with money, easy check-in questions adapted from the teachings of financial coach, Ryan Roy, who I interviewed on a pod on uh, the podcast that I have co-hosted. It's called the art is a podcast for artists. If you guys want to listen to it, season five, I've co-hosted. It's a great podcast. Uh, So number one, if you were to pretend that you were in an intimate relationship with money as if money were a person. How would you describe that relationship? So I want you to think about how you check in with your bank account, how you pay your bills, how you get paid, how you spend money shopping. You know, thinking about if money were a person and that was a relationship that you had, are you loving? Are you at ease? Are you tense? Are you avoidance? Maybe you're angry or resentful. <laughs> what does that relationship look like? Drop yours in the chat. You know, for a long time, I after realizing this, I had been very like avoidant with money. I realized I had this avoidant relationship. I was like, whoa, that's weird. I had no idea, right? So it's interesting to take a look at like what is your relationship like with this entity, this energy? Anxious, codependent, attachment, yep. Yeah, codependent. That's an interesting way to look at it too. The codependent that we have. So this answer will reflect your entire experience of money. And if you and money don't have a a really great relationship, money probably doesn't want to stay in your life. If that was a person, they probably, they wouldn't want to hang out with you. You know, they wouldn't want to hang around you much if you're always like angry and avoidant, right? Like how interesting to think about. Yeah, prefer not to think about it. Mm -hmm. So the second question then is what kind of relationship would you choose to have with money if you could have any relationship at all? So I think this is interesting to think about, again, you know, if you could think of money as a human or another person, would it, would they be? you know, your best friend or, you know, a partner. I actually like to think of money as a child for me, like a, like my child. Um, So, you know, like um, I'm always helping this child. I love them dearly. Like I want to see them grow. Like I like thinking about it like that. So if you could choose any type of relationship, how would you want to show up, right? So shifting from that into a more exactly mature, communicative, yes, love it. So good. And noticing that you can show up that way just by having the awareness. So number three, what are some ways that you could cultivate that kind of relationship with money right now? Maybe it's spend more time learning about money, you know, watching YouTube videos or podcasts, reading books, like how learning about how you can be a good steward of your money. Look at how you want to show up to the relationship with money. Maybe it's with more love or fun or enjoyment, and then just go out and do that. Find ways to do that maybe it's checking in with your bank account regularly not in a like compulsive obsessive kind of way just like uh yeah like hey how you doing wanted to check in on you (laughs) maybe it's getting budgeting apps or like xero or quickbooks to, to help you track expenses so number four is what are some of the ways your inherent oh sorry let's see what are some of your inherent ways of being slash belief systems that you've got from your parents, mentors, or society in general? This one's so fascinating. I have a really funny story about my dad. So my dad got his driver's license picture. I think it was probably 10 years after his previous driver's license. And I look at it and I'm like, your dad, you're wearing the same exact shirt you wore ten years ago in this driver's license. <laughs> like literally the same shirt. I'm like, I think it's time you get a new shirt. You know, <laughs> but I guess if it's if it's not broke, don't fix it. But that just you know it shows his imprinting, right? He and he used to call people yuppies. Like I, he'd always be like, oh that yuppie. You know, they need us go out and buy their own coffee every day they can't just make it at home they're yuppie and it's it's like that kind of imprinting right that negative imprinting that I've now taken on of like okay my my negative outlook on wealthy people save everything you may never spend yes which means that's my mom's such a hoarder like not horrible but she, she has a really hard time giving things away or letting go of things. And even after she was a kindergarten teacher for like 35 years, and it was so hard for her to get rid of her kindergarten class stuff, even though she had no use for it anymore, you know? So like never being able to let go of things growing up to my grandpa lived in a, um, with eight family members in a one room house with dirt floors in Kansas. I'm like, whoa, that's crazy. That's my imprinting, you know, like the lack of the deservingness around like having a beautiful home, luxurious home. You know, I'm curious, of course, yeah. Like they were probably struggling at the time trying to make ends meet, but, and eight people in a one room house with dirt floors, that's insane. So, these experiences, not thinking of debt as a burden, but leverage. Yes, for sure, making a major purchase by taking on debt, but it serves as a leverage, especially when you're investing in yourself and and up leveling your skills. I think that's so important too. Yeah, so these experiences are really, you know, that we talked about, they're part of our programming. And it's important to see how these programs inform our current reality. So number five is how can I find new and joyful ways, joyful and easy ways for money to flow to me? This is kind of what we've already talked about earlier, looking back at ways that you've created money in the past, like dog sitting, selling art, tutoring, you know, teaching people, helping people organize, other part-time work that you can create. I work part-time for the book publisher Tasha and I work in the Beverly Hills store a few times a week, it's, it's so fun. I get to be around other creative people. I love being in Beverly Hills too. So it's like, how can you create fun and easy ways for money to flow through you? And these are great questions to check back in with regularly, especially when you're feeling blocked in your finances. And it's, you know, this work is really a process and it takes dedication. And so that's why it's helpful to have a coach guide you, right? Someone Someone who is familiar with this process and um, can help, help you stay committed to showing up. I actually just enthusiastically spent $5,000 to on my, I re-signed with my current coach for another six months. And I really, like Kate was saying, like I believe investing in yourself and your own personal growth is one of the best ways to spend your money because you're essentially spending money to grow money. Instead of just spending money on like a physical material thing, you're spending money on creating more wealth and growth and and personal growth and peace and fulfillment for yourself. So I feel like there's no better way to spend it. Which leads me to the power of one on one career coaching for creatives. So if you need more help, Figuring out how to work through these limiting beliefs, continually and like continuing this process to open yourself up to the infinite ways that wealth can flow to you. And really shifting into that inspired action and being of service and sharing your need value with the world. I am here to help. Like I said, I truly believe in the power of coaching. I've seen it work in my own life, I've seen it work in my client's life. And it will benefit you in so many ways. You'll achieve your goals quicker and you will feel more at peace. Just like my client, Ginger, who really, she was stuck in hermit phase before when I one coaching. She, she wrote this incredible book. It's called Summon Your Sexiest Self, an agent guide to sensual living and creative healing. It's on Amazon right now, but she had not been sharing her work with the world or publicly yet. So during our time coaching together, she self-published the book. She started posting regularly on social media. She created a website, an email newsletter, and started hosting her dream book clubs too. She said that after working together, she felt more confident and less concerned about what other people thought of her and her work, which is such a freeing feeling. So when we work together one-on-one, you get full access to my support, my encouragement, and my accountability. You get to own your own schedule. I help you zero in on needle-moving tasks, set realistic goals for yourself, and show up consistently to complete the projects. We help you create a compelling brand identity, expand your portfolio, and by really utilizing your strengths and your passions and giving yourself a space to experiment. Also, collaborating with like-minded. So many of my clients really desire to be more collaborative and open up their network. And I teach you ways to, I teach you my own networking system that is intuitive. It's fun. And it really excites you to connect with other people. Another thing is really cashing in on that creative work, right? By getting more eyeballs on your work and enjoying the art of marketing and selling your products. Like I said, I have $17 million in sales of fine art, uh, furniture and books. So I have a huge sales background especially I sell my own coaching as I'm selling you guys right now, right? (laughs) This is part of my sale. This is part of my sales theory and, you know, making an impact, right? Selling is something that comes naturally to us. I believe it's moving people to get moving, right? It's selling comes naturally and I wanted to make it fun and exciting for my clients and to, to make like to to help them see that they're making an impact with it so really uh and not only making an impact but like by the transformation that happens within them making the the ripple effects happen so i'm such a big believer in like when you transform yourself you are transforming others at the same time because they see where you were and how you and where you are now, and they're so inspired by what you've done that they wanna change for themselves. You become the light, right? Just like my client Izzy, who before she started coaching, she felt scattered, she felt burnt out on how how to proceed after her first large sculpture commission. She was nervous about sharing her work with others and felt like she lacked a plan for what was coming next. And during our time together, She landed another uh, big sculpture commission. She gave her first artist talk live with 40 person audience. And she planned the future of her podcast that I co-hosted. So uh, the art is podcast. And she got over her fear of sharing by restarting her Instagram with an easy content plan. And she said that during our work together, she became an assured artist who gets shit done and is building a sustainable future. So if you're interested in my one-on-one support, you can, uh, I'm actually gonna add this to the chat. You can uh, book a free career strategy consultation. It's a 60 minute consultation. And uh, I'll also be sending you out an email after the workshop with some goodies and some links. So during the 60-minute consultation, we'll create a crystal clear vision of the work that you want to be doing. We'll figure out what's getting in the way of making it happen. We will uncover those hidden challenges that may be keeping you from going after your dreams, and then we'll discuss the solution. So we'll talk about the custom one-on-one coaching package that's designed specifically for you, for your needs, to get you to the goals and the results that you want to create in your life. So let's start the process now and let's continue to unblock that most abundant self and take your career to the next level. All right. Ready for some live coaching? I'm excited that, let's see, we have quite a few people. So if anyone has any obstacles or anything even that we talked about today that's coming up for you looks like we already have one raised hand hi holly if you want to go ahead and unmute yourself
2: i would love to get your take on a challenge that i have been running into which is um i'd like to be making more money with my photography as i said in the chat um and I have a lot of blocks around whether I'm charging enough money. Right now I charge kind of on the high end um for my area. Well, I'm in Seattle, so Seattle's kind of a already kind of an expensive place. Um and yeah, I um I have been doing this. Sorry for any noise. I have a toddler. Um I've been doing this for over 10 years professionally and so I feel like I should be charging a lot. Um, and I do think that I deliver on it, but I also wonder if my high price is the reason not more people book me. Um, and I'm not I'm not sure if that's the kind of thing that you would have a take on. But as I signed up for this class, I was like, well, if I had to bring any problem, um, it would be that I'd like to be making more. And I'm not sure if my rates are correct. I definitely. Like, I think I've made more this year than last year because I raised my rate, but um, I'd like to be working more. Uh, like, I'd like to be getting booked more.
1: How long have you had your current rate for? That's a great question.
2: I would say about nine months. I'm pretty sure I changed it in like January. Okay,
1: great. And what I heard is that you're wanting to create more clients.
2: Exactly. And I want them to be aligned with my values, which they have been this year. Um, And I feel like maybe that's because I raised my rates. So only people who really want to work with me are working with me. But at the same time, I'm like, are there, like, what is this question? Like, are there just a limited number of my ideal client out there? And that's why I can only be booked so much. Cause I don't want to just be working with, I don't want to be working with people who don't align with my values just to make the money. Uh, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah. Do you have time uh, in your schedule to like where you're at now versus where you want to be to bring on more clients? You have the time and energy to do that, right? Yeah.
2: Correct.
1: Okay. Great. So it's not necessarily the price. I think that mm-hmm. what brain wants to focus on is like, oh, something's not working. And I'm going to think like, oh, maybe it's the price that's not working. When really it's your goal is to create more clients. And thinking about the price is taking you away from creating more clients. Yeah. But it's, it's a safe place to be because in order to create more clients, you have to get out there and talk to people and market yourself and do uncomfortable things. But then, you know, it's actually more comfortable just be like, well, thinking about maybe it's the Uh price. Like I wonder if I should you know? So it's like it's interesting how our brain does that. And I've seen it for myself too, right? Like it's 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 like, oh, maybe it's this thing, maybe it's this thing, when really the there's this fear or this you know, well, so let me ask you this: What are like three things that you could be doing? Like, what are the top three things that you think are the ways that you create clients?
2: I would say marketing on Instagram is pretty uh, effective for me, since photography is like Instagram is kind of all about photography, and so. That's something that I already do pretty consistently. Let me think. But in person, I feel like there could be more in-person things that I could be doing. Just kind of like bringing up my, I mean, I do try to mention to kind of everybody I meet that I'm a photographer because I'm trying to generate more clients and, uh, and I love talking about what I do. That is a good question. I'm not sure that I have an answer to it.
1: So what I'm hearing is marketing on Instagram. That's a great answer in person. So finding other ways to find your ideal client in person. So maybe it's, it's testing out some new, like, where would you look Mm -hmm. for your ideal client? How could you go out and meet those people in person? And then the third piece is reminding yourself to share that you're a photographer. So it's not only going out and meeting those people, but also reminding yourself to share that you're a photographer in a, you know, not a creepy kind of way of like, hey, do you need a photographer? I have work, <laughs> for, you know? um, But in a way of like, it naturally comes up in a conversation of like, hey, you know, what do you do? Oh, I'm a photographer. This is the type of work I do. Do you ever need someone? It comes down to like the three basic, things of of making sales which again say you know these of like meet people tell them what you do and make offers to work together Mm -hmm. like that's literally how sales are created and I think what's happening here is just like there's either you feel like you've run out of ideas for how to like go out and meet people or market your business and so you're focusing on the price Whereas it just needs to be focused in like, okay, what are some ways that I can go out, meet people, share what I do, make offers to work together, whether in line or, I mean, online or in person, and then, um, and then go out and do those things. And if there's, there's some limiting thoughts that are holding you back from doing those things too, I would address you know, what are those thoughts? What's the thoughts that create the fear in you posting more? What are the thoughts that create the fear in you getting out and meeting new people? Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think a good, like, homework for you would just be to write down all the ways, like, what, why what you have to, make, to offer is so amazing and, like, why it's a no-brainer for you to charge that price and, like, all the incredible things that are unique to you and specific to you as to why like people would want to pr- pay you that price. And and so it's reinstilling that belief of like, fuck yeah, like I do a great job. I'm unique. I have a great energy. My my photos come quickly, you know, all the things and reinforcing that over and over and over again every time you post, every time you get out and meet people, and that'll help you create more momentum.
2: Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. As you're saying that I'm realizing how much I'm embarrassed about how much I charge. And so that's preventing me from like talking more openly about what I charge and like marketing myself more. Um, it's like both I'm like, part of me believes that I deserve to charge that much. And part of me believes that I'm a phony, <laughs> which I feel like is very common with artists. Uh, yeah. So that's really helpful. Those are some good reflection questions for me to think about. Yeah, that totally makes sense. Thank you. Welcome.
1: All right. Anyone else? We have a couple, two more minutes. Does anyone else have a coaching question? Something that like a challenge that you're struggling with? Maybe an obstacle that you've Found in your own business. So question align with your values is what you've said a couple times. Where do you find this person or people? Yeah, um, I think it's important to to first figure out what your values are. So you know, there's a couple ways to do this. I actually have a uh, a guide. I'll include it in the email. It's a, it's like, I call it the career values and motivations guide. And it's an easy way to figure out your core values. And so that, you know, these are the type of things you value. And then you can go out to places where you would find the people that value the same thing. So like, I value creativity. That's one of my uh, core values. I also value um, adventure. I value Um, integrity. And I value um, what's the last one is. It's like health. These are my core values. But I forget the, the last word that I use. It's like a healthy lifestyle, essentially. And so thinking about those core values, like, okay, I value adventure, maybe it's going out to a workout class, or the beach, you know, I value creativity, maybe it's taking some courses, um, some, some classes, I value, you know, health and wellness, maybe it's going to like a smoothie bar, right? So like, that's, that's a way to find other people that, that have similar values to you. All right. Uh, Anyone else? I saw Jennifer. did you want to, did you pop unmute yourself? Yeah, um,
3: So I had a meeting with my like dream client. I've been wanting to pitch for years and it went great. And they asked me for a media kit. And now I just feel kind of frozen. I don't know what I'm doing, um, what to include, how to price what I'm doing. I definitely undercharge for what I do. And um, I'm ready to like get that next thing I have right there. So
1: So what I'm hearing is like, maybe do you have Is it you don't have a media kit to send them? So that's kind of where you're freezing or you're, yeah.
3: Yeah. You know, I have the, I've done everything I need to present to them to get them to hire me. It's just wording it and like actually looking at pricing for an organization like this size is really daunting to me and like, it's all over the place. So I'm just really kind of stuck on how to, I don't know, figure out how to like present myself like that and just confidently ask for like you know it's like okay my minimum is 10 grand for a mural like that's what like but I'm also just like but I really want to work with you so I mean it's a common problem I think with like creatives but I feel like I'm gonna blow it or just like ghost them because I've done that so many times and I don't want to do that again
1: yeah so just acknowledging that fear right like the idea the thought like I feel like I'm gonna blow it And just being with that and be like, ooh, this is scary. You know, asking for this type of money is like, there's some fear that's coming. That's okay.
3: It's like being mean to yourself. And it's frustrating that that's like an automatic thought, you know? It's like, I've done this already. Like, why is this so hard? Like,
1: yeah, you know, it's okay for it to be hard. Like sometimes making money or getting outside of our comfort zone, doing something new, working with someone new is is hard. And we can do hard things. That's a great thought, you know, that I use a lot is like, I can do hard things. I can feel fear. I'm willing to feel fear and do it anyway. Yeah, I'm gonna
3: do it. And I, I feel like I kind of know I'm gonna get it like I've worked with them in the past and I had a whole list of things I was going to bring up and they brought them up. And that's just like terrifying to me. Cause I still have those, like, how are you, how have you been faking it for this long? Like, how do people actually think you're like legit in your field and whatever, you know, like, but, um, I guess that's just super common. And a lot of us become creatives because we're like that and can't fit into these traditional spaces. Um, but I don't know.
1: So I think, you know, similarly to Holly, like I think a great exercise for you to do is, is just to do a little journaling of like, why is what you have to offer so amazing? Like, yeah. why is it worth the $10,000, you know, and just for your own brain to recognize that at uh, which will shift the energy when you are giving them, with you know the answers and the so-called media kit which can look like anything like it doesn't have to look like a super glossy presentation it can just be some images and some quotes right like it's it it's as simple as that you don't have to over complicate it
3: okay that's helpful the ones I've seen have been really like specific and more for like social media influencers and like I, I guess I don't need to include Instagram post rates at this stage of whatever but it's
1: Yeah. So just doing the the listing out, like why what you have to offer is so amazing. Why is it worth ten thousand dollars? And then moving into like, okay, here's what I'm gonna send them. How can I simplify this and be concise?
3: Okay. Thank you, Holly and Katie. I love the like this is what I do. You know, like looking yourself in the mirror and being like, this is what I do. Like I'll like Google myself to get my self confidence back, and that feels so lame like and all that stuff's really old because I stopped sharing stuff so yeah it's cool um I really love the framing of like a lot of this Lauren so thank you for like just having such a fresh perspective of like the money friend thing was just such a cool like like I wouldn't want to be my friend if I was my money so like I need to be a better partner and I'd never heard it like that
1: yeah. Well, definitely check out Ryan Roy. It's Ryan R O I, which his last name is ROI return on investment. It's so crazy, but I interviewed him on the art is podcast and he's a tattoo artist turned financial coach. And he has so many great resources. Uh, I love his work. And, and that was something that I got from him during that podcast interview that I was like, whoa, mind blown. Sweet. You know? Thank you. Yeah. Amazing. Well, thank all for being here thanks for for participating and um, like i said i'll be sending out an email with some goodies afterward and feel free to reach out to me if you guys have any questions or you want to connect further
0: thank you for listening to art is a podcast for artists be sure to check out the show notes for any resources mentioned in this episode to access the episode transcript and more info on the themes outlined in season five go to artispodcast.com this episode was created by me isata page and lauren hill from curated splash with original music by black wonder twins you can find them on all streaming platforms and on youtube and instagram under the same handle okay that's it for now see you next thursday